Happy New Year! Welcome to the Daily Article Podcast for Monday, January the 1st, 2024. I am Chris Elkins with the Denison Forum, narrating today's article written by Dr. Jim Denison. Around a million people packed into New York City's Times Square on New Year's Eve to watch the ball drop usher in 2024, while an estimated audience of one billion, my wife and I included, watched from home. The ball, which was 12 feet in diameter and weighed 12 tons, featured a new design this year based on the bow tie shape of the actual Times Square. This was not the only such event around the country, however. Mobile, Alabama dropped a 600-pound electric moon pie as onlookers ate the world's largest moon pie cake. Boise, Idaho dropped a giant potato, while Las Cruces, New Mexico dropped a 19-foot chrome chili, and Raleigh, North Carolina dropped a 10-foot tall copper and steel acorn. My favorite such event took place in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, where a ball of bologna was used to celebrate the new year. My least favorite was in Key West, Florida, where a drag queen was lowered inside a supersized high heel shoe. It seems safe to predict that these or similar events will occur at the end of 2024 to ring in 2025. The ball drop in Times Square has been employed for more than a century and many of the others are now long-standing traditions. One year, however, will be our last year. One New Year's Day will be our last New Year's Day. I cannot say that today will be that day, but I cannot say that it will not. Even if Jesus doesn't return to our planet this year, he may come back for you or for me. 67 million people died in 2022. If a third of them were Christians, as befits our percentage of the global population, he came for more than 20 million believers that year and likely a similar number in 2023. Each time, he keeps his promise from John 14, 3. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And he will return one day to our planet just as surely as he left it, as stated in Acts 1, verse 11. This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Just as Jesus entered our world physically at Christmas, we know from 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, and Colossians 1, verse 27, that he enters our lives spiritually when we trust him as our Lord and Savior. Matthew 28, 20 teaches that he remains in us and with us throughout our lives. And when he returns for us in death or his second coming, we are united with him for all eternity. This is why in Luke 23:43, he could promise the thief dying with him at Calvary, "Today you will be with me in paradise." It is why he could state in John 11 verse 26, "Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die." And it is why in Philippians 1 verse 21, Paul could testify, "For me to live is Christ and to die is gain." Charles Spurgeon connected Jesus' first coming to his second coming this way. Emmanuel, God with us in our nature, in our sorrow, in our life work, in our punishment, in our grave, and now with us, or rather we with him, in resurrection, ascension, triumph, and second advent splendor. Max Locato made the same connection with his usual artistic brilliance. Quotes, 
Bethlehem was just the beginning. Jesus has promised a repeat performance. Bethlehem, Act 2. No silent night this time, however. The skies will open and trumpets will blast and a new kingdom will begin. He will empty the tombs and melt the winter of death. Death, you die. Life, you reign. The manger dares us to believe that the best is yet to be. End quote. To summarize, Jesus' first advent was no more real or historical than his second advent will be. If you believe in his birth, you must believe in his return. Here's the difference. The former asks only that we celebrate him as a baby, while the latter requires us to be ready to meet him as our king. If the thought of Jesus' return fills us not with joy but with trepidation, we should ask ourselves why. St. Augustine spoke to this sentiment. We love him, yet we fear his coming. Are we really certain that we love him, or do we love our sins more? Therefore, let us hate our sins and love him who will exact punishment for them. He will come whether we wish it or not. Do not think that because he's not coming just now, he will not come at all. He will come. You will not know when. End quote. Since none of us knows when we will meet the Lord, the best way to live this new year is to be ready every day for that day. But this is not only so we can prepare for that day whenever it comes. It is because being ready to meet Jesus today is the best way to live today. If you knew you would meet your Lord through your death or his return next week, what would you change in your life this week? What sins would you confess? What would you stop doing or start doing? Whom would you forgive? Whose forgiveness would you seek? Doing each of these things is best for us even if we were guaranteed another 50 years of life on this planet. I believe this to be one reason we do not know the timing of our Lord's return. So from Matthew 24 verse 44, we can live our best life every day by living in expectation of the day we will meet him. David Jeremiah connected the first advent to the second this way. When Christ returns, and only then, will the angel's message to the shepherds be totally fulfilled. Peace on earth good will toward men. What if it were today? Thank you for listening to today's Daily Article Podcast. For more news discerned differently, visit the Denison Forum website for additional content and resources that will help you to be the salt and light Jesus called you to be. Again, Happy New Year from the Denison Forum team.